1: <laughs> it's the Collector's Club with Bryce, Michael, and I. I know
2: a story of high strangeness or two.
3: Hey everybody, welcome to Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and what iced latte they might be sipping on right now, uh, and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host. Bryce Johnson. And our ultra-terrestrial, you know what, he came over from the other side, he's here today, ultra-terrestrial producer. Sure, why not. Riley Bray. (laughs) (laughs) There's a real fuck it, why not, let's just do it (laughs) attitude uh, on this recording today. But uh, I'm very excited because we have a fan favorite guest returning to the show today. After a long absence, uh, we will catch up with that individual in just a moment. Before we do that, hi, boys. Hi. What's up? How's everybody doing? Bryce is coming to us from an undisclosed location, remote, even more remote from the virtual clubhouse than usual. Can you tell us Mm -hmm. anything, Bryce?
4: No, but I yeah. did find you a, a little gift in the woods. Do you want to see it?
3: Yes. Yeah. Okay, hold let's, on. Let's see what he's Okay, Bryce is getting up. He's walking away. Now, I don't recognize the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, look <laughs> what <laughs> I found in it's the woods. Yoda it's a stick. It's a Yoda stick? A Yoda, it's Yoda cane?
4: It's Yoda's cane, dude. It does look <laughs> like Yoda's cane. It really
3: cane. does, actually. Is that
4: fucking Yoda's cane or what?
3: That does look like... It actually also looks like uh, Palpatine's cane. If you painted it black, it would be perfect.
4: Oh, well, I'm, I'm I love not going to paint it That's Yoda's cane. I'm going to bring that for you. That's a nice little prop gift. I
2: love it. The fact that Bryce was walking through the woods, A. B, saw a stick and was like, oh, 100%, that's Yoda's cane. C, was like, I need to bring that home for Michael. It's <laughs> very yeah. thoughtful. Just... I love it. Everything about that is just, just lovely.
3: I appreciate it. Okay, well, why don't we swing over to Apple Podcasts and nominate our five-star Club Scout of the Week. This is someone who left us a five-star review on Apple. Riley, what do we
2: got? This is from Lauren W. 1021. Oh, my birthday. A, sounds like a tax form. Um, <laughs> came for the Newkirks and never left. Y'all give me yet another reason to embrace my weirdness. I'm slowly morphing back into 12-year-old me who idolized Wednesday Adams, swore I'd be in the craft, and wanted to find little green men with Fox Mulder. Thanks for being you, BCC boys. Five stars. Wow. Oh. That, that's why I we do that. it right there. I that love is, that. Let's Mish bring it out accomplished. The weirdness. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Thanks for being you. Yeah. Right. R and W ten twenty one. I hope you got your taxes in on time. <laughs> Even Wednesday Adams has to has to pay their taxes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's bring in our guest. You uh, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you've heard this person many times before, but they have not been living in the country and therefore it's been hard to uh, schedule. Uh, Episodes when they're basically 12 hours ahead of you. I don't know if that's exactly the amount of time it is, but it's close. Uh, From, let's see, hit shows like I'm Sorry and Modern Family. Also says that you were a puppeteer in Army of the Dead. I did not know about this job. What?
2: (laughs) I need to hear about that.
3: Uh, Club Scouts of all timelines, please welcome back to the show comedian, actor, friend of the pod, Kevin Kirkpatrick, Kevin, welcome back.
0: Hi, hi. Were you a puppeteer in Army of the Dead?
2: Yeah, right to that. No, no,
0: my my IMDb is a perfect (laughs) mishmash of several people. (laughs) Even better, honestly. (laughs) Are you on? Are you like on Google or IMDb? I looked Uh, at IMDb. Yeah, that's awesome. Just crazy. Are you saying there's more than
4: one Kevin Kirkpatrick? (laughs)
0: <laughs> there's, well there's a special effects makeup artist who's quite successful and his sometimes people confuse me. I really think my IMDB's almost perfect, but I think there is like you said, I think there's one or two things on there that are not right. Hmm. What about um,
3: Terminator or Termination? Were you the voice of Bobby? Yeah. Oh wow, and really? <laughs>
0: oh cool. <laughs> That's cool. No, wait, Terminator Termination. It's a short <clears throat> It's a short film I did. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: I remember that. I saw that. It was like a, It was like a parody of Terminator, wasn't it? That's right. Oh, and then of course I scroll down and I see how we met. Beauty in the briefcase
0: <laughs> played the right. role of
3: John, my assistant. There's uh, yes.
0: there's also a um. There's also a like a seventy eight year old footballer, like European footballer, <laughs> who's now like I don't know if he's still alive, but he also sometimes. Uh, He and I get crossed on Google and people think that I'm him. I've made dinner reservations in London before. (laughs) And they were so excited for whoever that guy is. They were so pumped that he was coming.
4: (laughs) I love it. You literally just bring a soccer ball into the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. 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 And me. Like, you look amazing.
3: For yeah. your age. <laughs> Kevin, speaking of Europe, where have you been this whole time? It's been uh well over I mean it's all, I think it's been about 4 years since you've mm-hmm. been on the show. Too long. Too long? I think we had you on right at the top of 2020. Uh maybe 2021. I can't remember now, but it's been a while. <sighs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it's been a minute. I was in I'm in Amsterdam, probably working my way back to living in LA before too long. Mm-hmm. And I needed y'all to get rid of that coronavirus and that strike situation and then I was gonna come <laughs> on back.
3: Well, strike is currently I mean there are there are other unions threatening to strike, so I would say just... Yeah, you may uh, just want to hold
4: off for a little while. tight <laughs> for a
3: minute. Europe, obviously, you know, it's the old world, Kevin. And when I think of Europe, I think of ghosts, castles, um, spooky yeah. places. And I know that you've traveled around. I've traveled with you in Europe. We went to some awesome places. But uh, is there any place that comes to mind? That, like, have you have you been to any spooky spots or heard any spooky tales?
0: I have not... You know, I, I, I forget to be on the lookout for that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um, because I never think about it. <laughs> I'm always the worst guest for this podcast. Yet um, still
3: one of our listeners' yeah, favorite guests. Favorite. So should say. God, God,
0: God bless each and every one of you that doesn't hate me when I come on here. Um, no, but I, I've been to some fantastic like old... Uh, you know castles and things and crawled into it there's a very famous called alhambra in granada that's a really old palace slash fortress and they have these it's so amazing that's cool and then they have these prison cells that are just sort of like carved into the stone hillside still have the bars up on them cool and i crawl why i went in there and crawled in there but you know, nobody talked to me. <laughs> no. I, I, I didn't just, get
2: any. When you say
3: you crawled in there, what do you mean? You crawled in there? Were you down on all like crawling? Was around? that part of the
2: tour, or did <laughs> you just sort of break off on yeah. your own?
0: <laughs> I guess that's an exaggerated version of me bitching about that they're not made for someone my height. <laughs> <But Okay.
4: laughs> so you just lean down a little bit. <laughs> so I bent down, and to <laughs> me, that's considered crawling. Right. <laughs>
3: Awesome. Well, Kevin, uh, as we have done so in the past, we are going to be digging into the L files this week on the show. It's the end of the month. So we're dipping into some listener stories that people have sent in, including an audio story, our first audio story on the main feed for a long time or in a long time. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, But before we dip in, Riley, get ready because I've brought in some... all right well this story comes to us that oh, mine was a little it's bit still, like a sheep it's still great end. after <laughs> all
2: these years every time it makes me smile
3: <laughs> do you think we lose one listener each t- in the uk Definitely each time we do it, that it, worth it yeah, sorry. worth it sorry uk <laughs> um so this story comes from uh there is a video circling the internet this week it's actually been kind of Popping in and out of uh, social media for the past couple months, uh, it's it it allegedly shows a video of a mommy Bigfoot and a baby Bigfoot riding on her back, like Yoda mm-hmm. did for Luke Skywalker on Dagobah. Where you see it all ties together, Bryce. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh a few of our listeners sent this to us on Instagram, and I decided to take a deeper look into this video. Uh, you guys have all checked this out. I think they're actually more like still there's still images, you know, mm. that have been caught on a trail camera. But let's 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 read into it. Uh this is actually from uh uh where did I pull? I had to pull this story from a couple sources, so it was originally published in the Daily Star, the Irish Star, Mirror UK, um, but here we go. Tabloid post pick of Bigfoot and Baby in Hudson Valley, but is it real? This is from January 17th, 2024. An online debate continues to rage over that pic that appears to show a Sasquatch carrying her young. The pic appeared in at least a couple of overseas tabloids that claim the shot was originally taken in New York State in, where else boys, wild guess, Hudson Valley, that's right, Uh, An 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 area known to be a triangle of hot of hot high strangeness. Hot Steve, Steve (laughs) it's hot (laughs) sexy strangeness. (laughs) Is the latest Bigfoot photo from Dutchess County a hoax? Several tabloids in Europe, including the Daily Star, the Irish Star, and the Mirror UK have shared a picture from Facebook that allegedly shows a mother Bigfoot carrying her baby on her back. The photo was reported in the Irish Star in fall of 2023, which says that the shot was snapped outside of Beacon, New York. The star says that the picture was from a Facebook page dedicated to Bigfoot sightings near Beacon, though there don't appear to be any pages on Facebook that match that description. So a little sketchy. However... Mm. A quick glance at a May 2022 post from the New York Bigfoot Society Facebook group says that this photo is not real. Other social uh, media pages, such as the Squatch Watchers YouTube channel, (laughs) I've included a link to that one, have picked up the story. So I started digging into this. I found the, uh, uh, the YouTube channel. I put that link in the show notes. Also, that New York Bigfoot Society Facebook group. And it does appear that this photo is in fact a hoax. It mm-hmm. seems to be the work of an artist in Beacon, New York named Ron English. If you go to no his way. website, I'll put that uh, it's in the Google Doc for you boys. I'll put it in the show notes. This guy makes a lot of like cool-looking Bigfoot creature I, dolls. I mean, I and was going to say
4: if this is if this is like fake, it's so good because it's the little good. baby on on the back looks Looks like like a little creature, like you'd see in like an old '80s movie where they use like creature effects. You know, it's really good. Uh, I liked this photo, so I'm glad you did the work to sort of uncover uh, the hidden truth behind it.
3: Kevin, when you looked at these images, what did you think? I thought it was great.
0: I agree. I thought it was very convincing. And how do you argue with that baby being on somebody's back? You know, like that's that's proof
2: it is proof. <laughs> that's proof it's cool and the fact that it's it's posting uh baby photos on facebook you know rather than anywhere else that's the most authentic place for a watch <laughs> to post baby photos <laughs> yeah, yeah that's it would be, true it would be on yeah. Facebook.
3: you know ever since bigfoot had a baby all they post on their facebook page are baby pics now I have to unfollow. <laughs> I'm getting tired of it.
2: I clicked on that link of the artist and the uh the first image that comes up on that homepage. Uh, you you guys have to have a look at that. It's a yeah. it's a, a lady squatch sort of in repose. Very yeah, I'm going uh, there right now. Very suggestive. Well, Oh yeah. I, what the hell? <laughs> oh,
4: see what I'm talking about? I do not want to oh see yeah. that in the
2: woods. What the Hold f- <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bryce? Yeah,
4: some very pointy nipples
2: <laughs> yeah. on that Sasquatch. Uh-huh. It's an Man. interesting, uh, interesting, interesting medium. Not this so artist. pendulous breasts. Not so very, pendulous, perky. Yeah, I would so, say, yeah, even. very
3: pert. Yeah. Um, well, so even though this photo seems to be a hoax. Uh, We still know that Hudson Valley is an area of high strangeness. According to a study from the Travel Channel in 2019, New York ranked as high as fifth for Bigfoot reports. And according to the Bigfoot Research Organization's most recent data, New York ranked 13th in the nation right behind Pennsylvania. According to a county-by-county county breakdown of the numbers, Warren County leads the state for sightings with 13. Dutchess County had a fairly considerable amount of sightings with five, though it should be noted that some counties have not posted recent updates in some time. We have to get these. Guys, <laughs> you got to be doing the York. work. Get Come those on. numbers up. <laughs> it does seem that this artist, Ron English, obviously loves Bigfoot lore mm-hmm. and yeah. is well-intending, but, you know, I don't think he's trying to, like, really deceive people it's more to celebrate but you know ron you got to kind of like remember that hoaxes kind of you know ruins the phenomenon for some people so keep your
0: how do we know that mm-hmm. how do we know that it's not a real sasquatch and he just drew that baby on there
3: it's true uh, yeah. yeah the baby could be fake like maybe only part of it's fake sculpted the baby yeah gave the sasquatch a like baby backpack
4: well, I'm kind of I'm kinda furry furry with you, Rex. Yeah. That, <laughs> like the, like the yeah, I mean, at Disneyland. It's certainly disappointing, but I I don't suppose that that can explain all of those sightings that are coming out of the Hudson Valley. No. I mean, um, but yeah, I mean that boy, that's really good, and it certainly does muddy the field.
3: Yeah, uh, we got to file this one under too good to be true. And sometimes I just think when you see. Awesome photos like this—it's most likely a fake because it's just too good to be true, you know. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, we're keeping an open mind. So cool, yep. yeah. Um, all right. Well, why don't we take a quick break, and when we come back, it'll be time for this week's batch or this month's batch, I should say, of listener files. <laughs> Okay, Kevin, now let's get your critical thinking cap on and uh, let's go a little easy on these folks. It's been a while. I know that you really like to roast our listeners, but.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trying to roast anybody. (laughs) <laughs> but it, sometimes I can't
3: help it. It's fair. fair. You guys know what you sign up for. Yep. Um, so we have some listener files. These are stories that you guys sent into Bigfoot Collectors uh, Club at gmail.com. We are looking for authentic encounter stories and stories of high strangers that you have perhaps. Experience. So if you've got one of those, send it in. If you have a video, send it in to us uh, that accompanies your story and we'll put it up on our YouTube channel. Uh, so everyone else can take a peek at that as well. So we want those videos, send those into us at Bigfoot Collectors Club at gmail.com. Okay, Bryce, what is our first L file for mm, February, 2024?
4: Yeah. Let me see here. Okay. We got a good one. Um, This is called, Ectoplasm in the Wooded Cemetery. Okay, I like it already. This is my only paranormal experience, and as a skeptic, I feel like I should share. I love this. Okay, this is great. My boyfriend and I have always enjoyed the strange and spooky, so we like to visit places that are known to be allegedly haunted. We decided to visit a cemetery known as Steep, Cemetery or Step Cemetery, S-T-E-P-P. It's a tiny secluded cemetery surrounded by woods with only one entrance and exit. To get there, you have to drive down a dark dirt road for 15 minutes. For some context, it's known to have had cult activity in the 1900s and there have been multiple sightings and paranormal experiences that date back to the 1950s. To save time, I won't go into detail about the stories, but you can Google the cemetery if you'd like to learn more about the lore. And Uh I highly recommend you do. Again, that's Step Cemetery, S-T-E-P-P. We went there around 9 p.m. on July 3rd, 2021. It was a nice summer evening, so it was still daylight when we arrived. We walked around looking at the tombstones for a while and discussing previous ghost stories that have originated from there. Nothing seemed out of the ordinary at first, It was a warm sunny day and the cemetery was beautiful. However, things started to get stranger and stranger as the darkness of night encroached. The first thing we experienced was a gust of wind followed by a heavy downpour of dead leaves. Now keep in mind it's early July and the leaves on the trees are still very much green and alive. We didn't think anything of this until we looked back on the experience the next day. Then, as the daylight continued to dim, I started hearing what sounded to be distant chanting. As I walked along the tree line of the cemetery, I'm a very skeptical person, so I disregarded this. However, my boyfriend claimed to hear the same thing when I mentioned it. Fast forward to around 10 p.m. when it was completely dark besides the lights of our flashlights. The air started to feel extremely heavy, but I was honestly starting to get disappointed because I haven't actually seen anything. Then, as I was facing the tree line, my back to the exit, I started to feel an overwhelming overwhelming burning feeling that I was being watched. So I turned around and stood there silent and paralyzed as I stared at a cloudy apparition that was peering from behind a tree at the exit. It manifested more and more into a human figure as I stared at it. However, never fully taking a complete humanoid form, I tried closing my eyes and opening them again, thinking it would disappear. I figured I was psyching myself out, but then I hear my boyfriend say, ''Did you see that?'' My stomach dropped. He just confirmed I wasn't imagining it. I replied, ''Yes.'' And as soon as we acknowledged it, it started to disappear. We looked at this as our hint to leave, but it honestly felt like it was telling us to leave, almost like it was doing us a favor. We later learned that what we saw is known as ectoplasm. Anyway, as we walked down the trail back to our car, we heard sticks breaking left and right and loud thuds in the distance, as if things were falling from the trees. We finally make it to the car, and as soon as we get inside, it starts pouring down rain. We arrive home and go to bed shortly after. The following morning, we go to leave for work and our car won't start. We look, we take it to a shop, and the mechanic tells us that the battery is completely dead. The battery's only two years old and our alternator was fine. He told us normally there's at least a little charge left in the battery, but to the point it could be jumpstart, but ours was completely dead. My boyfriend and I wonder if the apparition we saw used the battery's energy in order to manifest. And it seems like it left us just enough charge in the battery to get the car started to get home. We can't come up with any other explanation. Nobody ever believes us when we tell this story, and reasonably so. As a skeptic, I also keep trying to think of things that can explain what happened at the cemetery. But I can't. Nothing logical can explain that night
5: wow thank you what
4: an incredible story uh thank you for sending that in ectoplasm in the wooded cemetery what do you guys think of that a
3: lot going on in this story kevin what are your initial thoughts I
0: think she left her lights on. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> I think they drove home after seeing that shape in the woods. We're all discombobulated. Left her lights on overnight. Mm-hmm. No.
3: By the way, no, I, I I left. left sorry, I just want to interject real quick. This is from H- listener Haley. I forgot to uh, include Great. Uh, their name at the end of that thank letter, you, Haley. Bryce. So thank you, Haley. What do you What do you think? This is a weird one, Kevin.
0: Yeah, I think. I mean. I think for sure they probably saw some kind of ghost in the cemetery. Is that what ectoplasm is? like?
3: Ectoplasm, you know, I got to say ectoplasm confuses me because in Ghostbusters, it's just slime. Right. But then if you look back in the old spiritual movement, it is some sort of material... Uh, immaterial material form that seems to bleed over from the other side, but a lot of that stuff it just turned out to be like muslin or some some stuff like papier-mâché stuff that people were like using to manipulate or, or wadded we- up paper that they would spit out.
4: Or as we discussed earlier, the medium's juices.
3: Yeah, the medium's <laughs> juices. Um, let's take a look at an actual definition of ectoplasm. It's the more viscous, clear outer layer of the cytoplasm in amoeboid cells. So, okay, it actually exists That's in... a
2: real, actual thing. And yeah.
3: then it's also considered to be a supernatural viscous substance that is supposed to exude from the body of a medium during a spiritualistic mm. trance and the, and form the material for the manifestation of spirit. Spirits, well, yeah
4: here here's what I like about this story and I and I want to get you guys to comment on this I love their sort of theory of explanation as to what happened that the apparition was draining their car using the energy from their battery to manifest I I love that idea I it's think a fun uh, idea I think there's something there
3: I mean I, I you know some of this could all just so, sort of be like maybe they did see a spirit something yeah I, I mean I will say, too, as someone who believes to have seen a ghost, speaking for myself here, when I saw the ghost of Lois Grinow at Interlock and lo those many years ago, it was a similar situation where, like, at first she was very blurry and kind of like a blob. It really looked like a Polaroid picture coming into focus. And the mm-hmm. more I looked at it, the more of the form I could see. I never thought about her being ectoplasm, I just kind of figured her to be a corporeal formation or manifestation. Yeah. Um,
5: so it I could really have been, like...
3: I'm just interested why they came to the conclusion it was ectoplasm when maybe it was just mm. how the ghost looked, you know? Yeah,
4: yeah. I'm not sure, but I, you know, I, I, I like this idea and I'm going to sort of put it in the back of my mind because, you know, in, in the paranormal sort of world, electronic failure happens all the time. Whether you're Bigfoot hunting or ghost happening, there's always some type of electrical interference and, and this idea that this phenomenon can pull uh, from the electric charges of, of, of our electronic equipment is, is incredible. I like this idea and I, I think you're on to something, Haley. Thanks for the note
2: we're gonna find bryce in his backyard meditating in a pentagram of car batteries I know
4: <laughs> <laughs> kevin, uh, that's you're... a good idea actually yeah kevin you're, like a car,
3: you're a car you're a car fan uh if you could manifest some type of creature using your car battery w- what would it be mm. <laughs> based on your car's personality
0: <laughs> i don't have a car right now oh i do have a car i, have a, I
2: forgot uh she might want to check the parking I rode in it yesterday <laughs> yeah, I know Well I,
0: I, yeah, I, I Yeah I forget that we have this car Because it's an old It was our old like extra car that we bought very cheap And now it's our only car When we come back to the states We borrow it from friends and drive it um,
3: Yeah you'd manifest well, like an I, 80's dad The ghost of an 80's dad in that <laughs> For sure yeah <laughs>
0: Uh do I no I mean I'm not answering your question cuz I didn't like it but <laughs> I
3: <laughs> just trying to do a I'm show here kidding. folks
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding I don't have a good answer for what I didn't quite follow you what I would manifest but listen I'm stuck on my brain is still stuck on a completely as the resident skeptic in the room completely agreeing with Bryce that I think there's I do think there ele- you have me totally bought in on this electrical stuff mm. like we're all electrical mm-hmm. i believe that there there are spirits out there and you know i block electrical devices like in my life i struggle with computers quite a bit and maybe part of the reason i don't see as many ghosts as people like you guys is because i have that weird block against light lect- i think it's all very related
4: mm. Mm. interesting i like this too kevin there's something to unpack there yep
3: Um, I'm looking at some lore about Steppe Cemetery. Uh, It is very, very remote. Uh, It said it briefly hosted an unsavory religious sect. That must be the cult. According to Indiana Folklore Volume 5, the Crabites, oh my gosh, a mostly undocumented, somewhat fringe Christian sect, may have used the cemetery for some ritualistic purposes. Practices. After a brief residency in the area, the Crabites pulled up stakes and moved to Brown County. Um,. The Crabites believed the Earth was square because it mentioned four corners. And they had strange beliefs like that, uh, says uh Rhonda uh, Ann Dunn, an archivist at Brown County Historical Society, the Crabites, who believe the world is square. I mean, square honestly, awesome. there's dumb shit like that happening right now in our world yeah, today, I, so I shouldn't true. laugh. But I love I like that they're at least
2: they were close they were closer than the flat earthers. They were putting <laughs> yeah. some volume on it. Still you
3: know? three dimensional at least getting
4: to the third, <laughs> yeah. you know, three dimensional realm we're just testing out shapes now oh (laughs) they were
3: named the crabites because their leader's name was william crab
0: (laughs) i love this oh my god wow Uh, i was chased in a cemetery by ghosts what i was chased in a cemetery when i was a teenager by ghosts
2: (laughs) how have you never told us us. that story on this show
0: (laughs) you're not gonna like the story here's the here's the three sentence summary okay um (laughs) we used to walk through this very small cemetery, just like the one described Uh as teenagers to scare ourselves. Yeah. And my older brother and me and my friend, this girl who was awesome. But anyway, we were just randomly went there one night. Like my brother's like, let's go walk the cemetery. And we were walking through it and we saw these shadows and we were like, Oh my God, like that. These, they're just, they're ghosts. Like we knew it. And then they started moving towards us and it was so dark. You know, there's Mm. no lights in the cemetery. And then, I'm not kidding with the faster we move, the faster they moved and then we're running and they're running behind us. And I was like, this is straight up. Like, this is, this is really happening to me. And then we heard firing of like guns behind us. And we were like, oh my God, maybe it's not ghosts, maybe it's real people. We got to the car, drove off. And then turns out it was friends of my brothers that he had like bought beer if they would scare us in the cemetery <laughs>
3: Oh! <laughs> <laughs> well they brought guns
0: and they, yeah
2: they brought <laughs> this seems excessive oh we'll Use scare them em, all texas. right scare <laughs> them half this to death <laughs> that's true it's texas
3: yeah um yeah I have.
0: But I knew what it was like for a brief time to actually be pursued by ghosts in a cemetery. Yeah,
3: right. Yeah, it's true. The experience is the same. Uh, most of the stories about Step date back to the 1950s, 60s, and 70s as more teenagers got cars during those decades and they needed places to get away. Folklore mm-hmm. techs say Step became a place for, quote, beer blasts and other late night get togethers for young people in the area. And as the kids gathered, the stories grew. The most well-known involves a ghostly woman in black who for decades has roamed the cemetery, sometimes exhuming what some say is her dead children or dead child from his grave just to hold Mm. him. The grave dates back decades and still sits in the back corner of the cemetery where people continue to adorn it with toys. And there's Mm. a tree stump there near the baby's grave, uh that they, the people call the warlocks chair and curses of delayed death, wove Ooh, themselves cool. into the fabric of the cemetery. Dude, this place sounds
4: awesome. Sounds cool. We got to go there. Oh no. Hey, the, I'm also wondering if, if the phenomenon can pull energy from horny teenagers as well. Yeah, for sure. The warlock. I mean, you know, <laughs>
2: it's uh, a lot of electricity.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I would say that like the hormones of horny teens is about as well charged as a, as a two year car battery, <laughs> two year old car battery. So that does track. I, I'm 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 sad to report that it appears the warlock chair is gone now, which which sucks. It must have rotted away. Warlock chair. Um, Well, step cemetery sounds spooky. Uh, Yeah. Very cool story. Thank you, Haley, for
2: sending that in. I love it. I love that they both uh, independently saw it too. That's Mm -hmm. the best. That's really what sells it for me. Yep. And
3: he pointed it out to her as she was was already seeing it. Yeah. So pretty good. No influence. Yeah.
2: He saw a ghost. Saw a ghost. Pretty cool. Maybe the
3: woman in black. Well done. Thank you, Haley. All right, Riley, what do we have up next in the uh, old L files there?
2: Well, this listener says, Hey, BCC boys and guest Kevin. I have a few smaller stories that you are welcome to pick and choose from if you decide to read them. We did. We are. When I was around 10 or 11, I lived in an older house from the 50s. I always was scared to be alone in this house, but I never knew why one night i was having trouble falling asleep when i heard some quiet bangs or pinging noises coming from the vents this was different from any other noises i had heard this happened a few times over the next hour or so the next thing that happened was i saw a red light blinking across the room i realized the next day that it was my jacket that had a little badge that would light up but the weird part is it would only activate when it was tapped or hit okay so we got a little playing with the spooky jacket Battery powered devices again? Uh, mm-hmm. Sounds. Alright. The next story takes place in an old town in rural southwest Ohio. Our house was built before Ohio was officially a state. One day we went out at night to watch a meteor shower and we saw a weird light in the sky. It was much brighter than anything else in the sky and would pulse, growing and shrinking in brightness for about four seconds, then disappear for fifteen. Hmm. None of us had any idea what could cause it because it was nothing like a satellite or plane or anything. It's possible that it can be explained as something man-made or maybe it was an alien ship. I like these little micro stories. The last story I have is from when I lived in college. I had a very vivid memory from a dream where it was late at night while I walked down the street. I pulled a red box of cigarettes out of my jacket pocket and lit one up. Yeah. (laughs) I used to smoke Camel Camel Reds when I was uh, in high school. It's taking you back. <laughs> Idiot <laughs> 80s. Dude, don't do it kids. Yeah, don't smoke I rarely bad. remember dreams, so it seemed odd that I remember this and I also only used vapes, not cigarettes at this point in my life. About a month later, I was working at my job and during the week I decided to quit vaping. I found a mostly full box of red cigarettes and was, and was and being the fiend I was, obvi- I was, obviously. I picked up the cigs for later. Mm-hmm. I would, uh, later that night, realize mid-smoke that I was reliving the exact memory from my dream. Hmm. Maybe it was a weird coincidence, but I found this really weird. P.S. I love the show and might ask my roommate if I can tell you about him being followed by a Wendigo. <laughs> Nathan.
1: <laughs> yes,
2: please. Yeah, let's get that roommate story in there, Nathan. Nathan.
3: Uh- <laughs> Oh, my God. You gotta love a P.S. that involves a Wendigo. <laughs> yeah. What's a Wendigo? A Wendigo is a uh, spirit of a transformed person who uh, became a monster through cannibalistic acts. Usually uh, oh, usually from up north God. and in the cold. Yeah, 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 live in the woods. What a P.S., man. I love that. <laughs> P.S. There's a Wendigo behind you. Um... Great, great little micro stories. I love these. You guys can yeah, send some stuff in like great. this. It's a little anthology in its own right. Uh, so let's look at this. So the first thing, ten or eleven. Now here's what I like to say whenever we get these stories across a lifetime. This could indicate to me that maybe Nathan is tapped in. You know. Mm-hmm. So ten or eleven, we have a little blinking light off of a off a a, a jacket. What kind of blinking light was this? Some of um, these jackets have uh, like
4: warmers in them too and so they they have like you know uh, blink you know batteries attached you can plug a lot of these jackets into USB for heating now there's some cool tech yeah, out there I think
3: Nathan is definitely Gen Z or at least Gen Z millennial cusp because they vape you know what i mean this is like yeah a, mm-hmm. This is a, a futuristic kid with a futuristic jacket that lights up at night. Spooky <laughs> stuff. I mean, who knows? That could have been a battery malfunction. It could also sure. been something trying to communicate with Nathan. Oh. Kevin, what you read on this blinking jacket? Oh, I don't know. I have no opinion on not that. Not enough evidence there
4: to come not to. It. Yeah, not, not enough, enough evidence on, on that one.
3: Now, I love this UFO story. I think, you know, we don't know what it is, but.
2: A bright pulsing light that would disappear and return. Yes. I mean, the only like debunking idea I would come of is that maybe it was uh, being obscured by very high clouds that they couldn't really see the clouds. So the light causing the light to fade and disappear and come back. But that's not as much fun. And there was a meteor shower that night.
4: But maybe the aliens wanted to watch the meteor shower, too.
2: I like that idea. (laughs) they just parked up there to watch. Mm -hmm.
4: I would. Yeah. Or yeah. camouflaging amongst the meteors as they're entering our atmosphere and go. taking over our world.
2: Whoa, man.
4: Yeah, I love that. Uh,
3: I don't know, Kevin, have you ever seen any strange lights in the sky? Have we talked about this before?
0: Um, I have nothing that, no, nothing that I've ever identified as anything other than like a shooting star, maybe. Yeah.
3: I hope you made a wish. I
0: never have. Uh, oh, God, of course. I hope it came true you think I'd be where I am today if I hadn't been wishing on those shoes (laughs) before.
3: And then I do love a prophetic dream, finally. I mean, maybe a coincidence, but even if it is just a synchronicity, it's a cool one. Um, I love this idea of like, I mean, this, to me, this makes sense because whenever I've had like a quote unquote prophetic dream, it's usually been about banal stuff you know mm-hmm. what i mean mm-hmm. and so i just maybe it's just sort of the brain's way of being like hey pay attention cuz you have the ability to do this so maybe you should you know looking looking for some un unmistakable symbol to go to to clue you in nathan that you might have a gift so i'd start paying close attention
2: to your dreams mhm also you know could be your deep subconscious really wanting you to quit smoking so i hope that's you true. did yeah. and i hope that worked yeah give it up it's not good try
4: fume oh, one of our sponsors that's a great yeah. tool to help you unpaid quit. ad for unpaid
2: for ad for fume, fume, right there look at that
1: um, there you go. pay all, attention companies yeah
3: All right. Well, Kevin, unless you have any final thoughts on this trilogy of terror, I'm going to move on to the next L-Files. Let's move on. Great. Howdy, guys, and esteemed guests. Are L-Files still a thing? I hope so, because I found you guys on Distractible a while back, and I have been absolutely binging from the beginning, trying to catch up to the present. Good news, they are. And here you are. Great. My name is uh, Emilano. Emiliano, sorry, my reading glasses are uh not great. Emiliano. I come Emiliano. from a small town in the middle of nowhere, Texas. Kevin cool. can relate. I spent 6 mm-hmm. years as an infantryman in the uh infantryman in the United States Army. Thank you for your service and was yeah, medically discharged in 2022, so very recently. I have a handful of paranormal stories and one single UFO story, but this story takes the cake. I'm sorry it's a bit long, but it was a lot, and I tried to shorten it as much as I could. I hope you enjoy. Again, I'm sorry. I was driving when I recorded this. So here we go. We have... It's a 10-minute story. It's very good. So let's all sit back and and relax and listen to this message from Emiliano.
2: All right. Here we go. And we will be live as this is rolling, so we can... We can chime in. Great.
5: Hey guys, all right. So when I was a junior in high school, I had a super vivid dream about one of the days my mom was taking us to school. Uh, She was an elementary school teacher. She still is. And we always got there super early. And so we would always just be kind of hanging out at the uh, office while she got her stuff ready for her school and her class and whatnot, one of the days I asked her, hey mom, who's the gray man? And she said, what do you mean? I told her that every time she takes us to school that there's a gray man across the street uh, watching No, us. thank you. <laughs> and she said, don't worry about it, he can't hurt you. And then I woke up I was like, whoa, that was weird. And, but then I started seeing him more often and I was seeing him at football games, tennis tournaments, you know, band meets. Every I was I was seeing him everywhere. Ugh. And so I finally was like, okay, not a coincidence. This is weird. So I went and phone to my mom and was like, hey, I went to my mom and was like, hey, um, did I ever talk to you or ask you about a gray man? She said, yeah, a long time ago. I said, why? It's like, well. I'm seeing him more often. And I had a dream about him. She said, well, the first time I had see- seen him or the first time I saw him was when I was pregnant with your sister. And my sister's a few years older than I am. She said that while she was still with my dad uh, at his house, my dad was at work one night. She was sleeping on her side and then she felt something push her onto her back and hold her onto the bed. Whoa. And she couldn't breathe. She couldn't talk. She couldn't scream. And then the door opened to the bedroom and there he was, a gray man with yellow <sighs> eyes. And that she could see through him and didn't know who he was or what he wanted, but knew that he wanted to kill my sister. And then he had glided over to the bed and reached out to touch my mom's stomach. Sorry, I'm driving. I, uh, <laughs> this is really all the time I'm alone. And I'm dr- anyways, sorry, <laughs> but uh, when he reached out to touch to my mom's stomach, that my sister kicked so hard that the man just poof, disappeared, just like puffed into nothing. And my sister had never really kicked or moved before. And after that day, she was moving and was just like going crazy, right? But, you know, after that, she called my dad. So my dad would happen. So I made him come home and she was freaking out. Very much like, she, in every right, she had every right to be freaking out. But um, <laughs> one of the <laughs> one of the nights, uh, I used to sneak out of my house, uh, stay with my girlfriend at the time for a few hours, and then come back. And my mom doesn't listen to this this show, so it's totally fine. Unless someone tells her, I, I oh, doubt we'll be any of my friends her. listen to this because I'm really the big ghost conspiracy guy in my friend group. <laughs> so. I'm, I'm covered. Anyway, one of the nights I'm coming back, uh, it's like two, three in the morning. You know, go figure. And I hear someone walking behind me. I turn around, nobody's there. Keep walking, hear the footsteps, turn around, nobody's there. And in my mind, I was like, if I run and then I turn around, then I'll see who's following me, right? I, I don't know why, but that's where my mind went, right? And so I just book it. I sprint 15, 20 feet and I turn around and I hear the feet coming but I don't see anything. And then then I'm like, shit, it's him. And so I take off sprinting towards my house, which is roughly a half a mile away, maybe a mile. And I don't know how else to explain it, but it sounded like (sighs) trees breaking. Like if you could could grab a tree between your hands and twist it and break it, Mm. that's exactly what it sounded like. So I used to cut a uh, clear brush and cut down trees for people with my dad and my uh, uncle. So hearing a tree fall was nothing new to me. I liked the wood splitting, you know, when it was falling. And that's exactly what it sounded like, but no one, trees weren't falling. It was just the sound. And I remember running onto my porch and turning around and across the street, the gray, the man, the great man, whatever this thing is, or was, anyway, anyway, he had whipped around the neighbor's tree and we had locked eyes. And I, it had, it's like, sh- sh- shit. <laughs> like, man, I... It was one of the most terrifying moments in my life. And I don't know how... We couldn't have been staring at each other for more than five, ten seconds. that he just kind of like slunk into the ground without breaking eye contact. Oh. I think about it more now than before, but I had... I was not quiet, running onto my porch. This is an old house and nobody woke up. Nobody had heard anything. And I remember in the next morning, I asked my brother, because we had shared a room, like, hey, did you hear me come in last night or before I had come in? He was like, no, man, it's nothing. Crazy, okay. So, <laughs> and um, I, would always, I could always tell when he was around. You know, I'd get goosebumps, my hair, the hair on my neck would stand up. And I graduated high school in 2015, you know, I'm a baby. But uh, after I had graduated, I had joined the service and I had gone to Georgia for training. And we used to have this thing called um, fire guard and fire guard and basic training was two guys were up every hour throughout the night, right? Just rotated shifts. Well, I'm writing letters one night, it's middle of the night. I don't remember what time exactly, I just remember it being the middle of the night. And I was at the desk writing letters because that was one of the times I had time to write letters home, you know? Because we only got to send them, we sent and received mail every Sunday. That was, you know, the thing. And um, I, you know, goosebumps, hair on my neck stood up, and I look up and there he is. He's in front of the desk I'm sitting at. And we're just staring at each other. And the guy I was awake with was, about halfway back coming uh, coming walking back up towards the room and i remember his light flashing over my eyes and he was gone i was like mm, okay so i just go back riding and then i don't want to say his name but he anyways he comes up and he goes hey what did drill sergeant say I said, what do you mean i said wasn't drill sergeant just here talking to you and it had reconfirmed like I'm not crazy because um, someone else I have never met before basic training, didn't even know existed, saw him. And he, I remember just feeling so sick to my stomach. Like, like that's, it's crazy. And anyways, he, I was like, no man. Yeah, you're probably just tired. You know, we're all tired, but here, uh, you take a seat and I'll walk around the rest of the time. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I've been feeling pretty bad lately. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And, um... Yeah. Uh, after basic training, I got stationed in Europe. Uh, I was in Germany for two years. And... Came back. I didn't see him while I was in Europe. I always got feelings. Um, I have other paranormal stories that involve Europe. But none of them involving the Green Man. But when... I had, came back stateside, December of 2017. Um, I was walking around town, because this is what I did when I was home. Uh, I was middle of nowhere Texas, a small town, you know? And I had, you know, goosebumps, hair on my neck, looked up and then he was about half a mile in front of me on this hill. And I was just like, nah, not tonight. <laughs> I turned around <laughs> and I walked right back home. Like I was just not gonna deal with it tonight and that was the last time i saw him and i'm not really sure what changed or what i did who i stopped talking to or what i mean i have a i have a pretty good idea but it's a little personal and i really can't get into it you know super openly and whatnot but (laughs) i would love to find out because i just i don't know what happened i have no idea he'd been following me around all my life and then he just gone I don't know it is crazy and when I meet people and I tell them like yeah I believe in ghosts and they're like well why what proof do you have and I'm like well why uh, do I have a story for you (laughs) and I tell them this story most people just kind of look at me like yeah you're kind of crazy but no yeah it um it it's Interest is crazy. I think about it a lot and I'm always waiting for him to pop back up because I feel like he's going to at some point. But I haven't seen him since. You know, it's been, what, three, seven, seven years now? 27, yeah. Math checks out. <laughs> Math. <and> big brain. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Thanks for letting me share.
3: Whoa, wow. dude. Oh my gosh. What do you think about that, Kevin? I mean,
5: let's
0: just Let's start with what everybody's thinking, which is, this guy's hot.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I was One thinking hundo. the same thing. <laughs>
0: and I mean, it's only sexier that he always uses his blinker when he's driving. <laughs> <laughs> man. So you immediately first. trust him.
3: That's true. Yeah. Yep, that's good. Oh that's God. very. You know what? That's a very observation. astute observation, Kevin. <laughs> Emiliano, that is rad. He he wanted to say as a PS. There's no when to go in this PS. He wrote, "I haven't gone to a medium or an intuitive yet, but I've been really on the fence about it. It's weird though because every time I'm about to take the step, I get a huge knot in my chest. Like I know that once I do, there will be no turning back. I don't know. Anyway, I hope you enjoy. Uh, I, look." I, I believe this story. I believe you, Emiliano. I mean, I definitely feel like this is... Um, the story makes me think of our our friend, medium and intuitive, uh, Adela Levine. I think she would mm. be a really good person to talk to about this. This is like, mm-hmm. on her podcast, the house medium, sometimes she gets stories like this. And she's like, this is like a grade A, like... Uh, I don't think she calls it a haunting, but like, I, and I don't think this is a ghost necessarily. This is some sort of spirit manifestation that is like clearly, um, you know, if we're looking at it through this lens is as like attached itself or has something to do with your family. You say that you have your own personal theories about it. I would trust your instincts about that. Mm-hmm. You may be right. You may be wrong, but I don't think you have anything to lose if you're having this intensive experiences, if other people have corroborated that they've seen things around you, I yeah. would go to somebody like Adela and unpack it there because well, she can probably help. You clearly have some. I also think you have some power over this yourself because you said not today, and then you haven't seen it for a while. So, well, I want to. I want. I don't think there's to anything that. to lose. You're. You. Uh, I just wanted to say. There's already no turning back. This stuff is already happening to you, so you might as well get um, some enlightenment about it and maybe close it off for good. A good a good medium can help you do that.
4: Well, I think you know more than you're letting on, Emiliano. It sounds like you were able to stop this phenomenon from happening, and, and you're sort of attributing that to sort of a personal, let's call it maybe crisis or trauma that's going on in your life. Look, I'll say it here. Uh... The phenomenon is attracted to personal trauma and crises, okay? This I, I believe this phenomenon is ultimately about personal transformation. And and so this apparition, this gray man, great name by the way, uh is 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 confronting you so that you can confront uh maybe whatever this is going on in your life? At least that's the hint. That's the feeling that I got. That it's it's sort of directly related to what you think it might be related to. Yeah, hmm. Riley, you have any thoughts? Yeah,
0: hundred percent.
4: Yeah, Kevin, what do you think? I mean this this
3: thing's terrifying. Yellow eyes manifest. Yeah. I like that he also gets the chills whenever he can feel it coming.
0: But it's weird because it never. It never crossed, for all the encounters he had, it never crossed into like, mm, it never crossed into like what his mom experienced. Mm -hmm. Like it was not as, it's almost like. Aggressive. I think if his mom had had a bunch of other experiences, that would have been part of the story too. So it feels to me like this is very related to him like uh, maybe it started with his mom but like or maybe she got caught up in it once but like it's interesting like i'm not so sure that this manifestation is all the way malevolent Mm.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: yep
0: like messenger it's a messenger and i don't think it's a warm fuzzy protector and i don't think it's like there to to destroy him Mm. it might have been trying to destroy his sister but there's a weird thing that's like yeah or
3: that's mom's interpretation of it you know what i mean you're you're in mama bear mode when something like that happens you could see that's how it'd be interpreted i don't know weird stuff um keep us posted emiliano we want to know uh if you do go see talk to anybody uh we'd love an update
2: if you learn, we want to know
0: your secret. He left us hanging with, like, here's why. <laughs> I know. But I can't say. He's
2: keeping it open for season two. Yeah. yeah. He's got a little mystery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep.
4: Um, hey, guys, I got to bust out. Kevin, I love you, man. Thank you for uh, coming back on the show. Our fans love you, too. BCC fans, I love you. Unfortunately, I got to go look for Bigfoot.
3: All righty. Well, we said goodbye to Bryce. But you know what, Kevin, you want to stick around and close out the show with us? Sure. Great. We well, have a new little segment at the end of the show called Collector's Corner where we talk about what you might be reading, watching, or consuming lately. So think about that, okay? Something that you might recommend to our Club Scouts. Uh, But before we do that, let's thank some of our Club Scouts who have recently joined us on BCC The Other Side. Now, Kevin, you can help us thank everyone. We're going to take turns starting with Riley. Tad Stones.
2: Thank you, Tad.
3: Joshua Sprouse. Thank you, Joshua. (laughs) Mary Manson, Cosmeteer. (laughs) Thank you, Mary. Welcome. Alan v- Vachevsky. Oh wait. Yeah. This is last. Sorry. Yeah, this is like, last, these sound this like last really episode. familiar names. Yeah, hold on. I've got them right here. Oh, they um, got
2: extra special double thanks.
3: You get double thanks. <laughs> here we go. Uh Adonessa, Cosmeteer. Oh, thank you. Welcome. Jacob Murphy. Jacob. Mason S. Johnson. <laughs> thank you, Mason. Jason Joel Beltran. Jason. <laughs> Joey Perks, cosmetier. Thank you, Joey. Welcome. John Harrington, Cosmeteer. Harry. That's my <laughs> Th- these name are a lot him. of J's here, too. Join yeah,
2: Jarvis. That- Join Jarvis. Quentin Turner. Quentin. Rachel Wetz. I like that he's just saying their names. It's yeah. more fun. Thanks, Say Rachel.
3: <laughs> Papas.
0: That's all people want is to hear their name.
3: Papas, what up, Papa Bear? Bernadette <laughs> Bernadette Vasallo.
2: Thank you, Bernadette.
3: Carrie. Hey, Carrie. Eric Alvarez. Thanks, Eric. Tyler Laska. And finally, our favorite name of the week, Dead Titan 13 Cosmateer. Dead
2: Titan, welcome.
3: Head over to patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club to unlock total access and get three bonus episodes every month. The BCC Discord and more. Upgrade to the Cosmateer membership to unlock three music tracks from Super Producer Riley. Okay. Let's head over to the collector's corner to find out what else we're working on and what we're currently collecting, reading, watching, or simply into. Uh, check out Bookie playing now on Max season one. I pop up in a couple episodes. I'm very pretty in it. Um, as far as mm-hmm. collector's corner goes, I actually forgot to prep one this week. Um Oh, you know what? I'm just going to plug it again. I'm loving Baldur's Gate 3, everybody. Okay? Mm. I need some people to reach out to me, maybe on the Discord or uh, over on Patreon so we can talk about Baldur's Gate 3. Um, I'm loving it, and I'm also very excited that Classic Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2 is coming back uh, for its 20th anniversary on PlayStation, Xbox, and Steam, so I'm very much looking forward to that. So, there you go. Cool. Uh, Kevin... What are you working on right now in Los Angeles? That if people are listening here in LA, that they should come check out.
0: Uh, yeah. When will this air?
3: This is going to be in just a couple days.
0: Oh, great. Uh, well, I just uh, I just got the new Groundlings uh, sketch show. I was I'm directing, and I just got it uh, up and running. So awesome. uh, those guys have an amazing show on Friday and Saturdays at seven thirty. Now running. Through the uh, till the beginning of April, great. So it's a real doozy. It's a real fun one. So I I recommend highly people go see that.
3: And oh, will man, they be able should... to see you in the show or at no. the show?
0: Yeah, they'll see me at the show. They'll see me wander out and say thank you to the crew. That's what I always do right before the end of the
3: show. So. And you take? Do you take? <laughs> are you taking suggestions for the improv part of the show?
0: Well, okay, and then also I run the improv shows which are the nine thirty shows on those oh, nights. So seven thirty okay. sketch show which I'm not very much in and then I'm not in at all. And then uh the nine thirty show I'm I'm you know visible the whole time. Nobody gives a shit about me, but Leah. <laughs> of uh, course come... they do. You're
3: <laughs> Kevin K. <King. laughs>
0: no, I mean but not at those shows. I'm just there yeah. to get the suggestions.
3: Well the call. Uh, yeah, but will it's be been there.
0: super fun and that's that's all I've all i've got for you right now i all just right. came back from europe to do that and get a lot of sunshine and
2: i'm
0: well, doing it it's too let's, bad you're not
3: getting a lot of that let's do
0: a <laughs> uh,
2: let's do a bcc field trip and go go to the ground links that sounds fun
3: i, I absolutely i so you know, maybe yeah. if yeah. you
2: go you'll see us there too who yeah. knows
3: uh riley what are you uh working on or what do you want to recommend
2: uh well i i realized uh yesterday that we just dropped cosmic track number 75 which wow. is wow wild to me um it's like days worth of music at this point um so please check it out you can always just pop in for a month, download it all, and then dip. That's right. It always, <laughs> nobody likes it when I say that, but you can do that. You can. And it's think, an option. Think of the value. We're talking seventy five tracks for, for nine. Five bucks. bucks,
3: you could get like a <laughs> box set of Riley's music, virtual yeah. box set. And we also just dropped I I didn't even realize it when we were recording it, but last week's Q and A episode was our two hundred and fiftieth episode over on Patreon. So Wowza. there's so much content over there, guys. It really is. I'm are missing you are uh, honestly you are missing there's episodes it's with kevin of the show. over there you are that's missing true. you are missing the show uh half the show if you're not over there so mm-hmm. five dollars a month uh nine bucks a month if you want to get the cosmetier. that's still like you know guys i mean uh if you go get a i've said it before but like a place i get i've stopped going because the lattes are like seven dollars
2: oh my god my breakfast can't, burrito place raised their prices again it's like too, it's i can't it's too even, much i can't it's too much but this you know is, what's not too much bcc the That's other right. side see what we're, we're doing there
3: we're gonna cross over there right now for a fun uh uh out there episode with our our buddy uh steve berg so uh oh, yeah. you guys want to be there for that um and we're gonna put that video i think we're gonna record a video and put it on the Cosmeteer tier so you guys if you're Cosmeteer, you're gonna get a little bonus bonus bang for your Cosmeteer dollars uh,
2: Oh, yeah. It's just the Couseter is only going to keep growing and getting yeah. better. So we're excited about that. All and then right. as far as like what I'm into, what I've been up to, yep. I've been using a lot of... I finally uh, bit the bullet and signed up for ChatGPT4. So I'm paying for it now because uh, I'm trying to learn how to write uh, computer code. And it's teaching me Python and C++ and... I I love it. I love talking to that little machine. I saw
3: I, a headline the other day, and I meant to bring it up on the show. That oh, the it Chet went bonkers.
2: GPT is like losing its mind overnight yeah, I, or something. Yeah, I didn't get one of the instances that went crazy, but apparently it went completely off the rails last night, and I was using it last night. I was a little disappointed. Wait, what does
0: that mean? Tell me what it, that means. It
2: just started replying, like, really sort of bizarre nonsense to people, and like... Um, getting stuck in loops where it would just like keep repeating the same thing over and over again. And just like really spooky, weird stuff to come out of a machine that (laughs) feels nearly sentient. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of articles about it right now. Um, I I gotta find some of the, uh, take a peek at it. Yeah. Some of the responses. Um, let's see, here we go right here. ChatGPT went completely insane. Uh, it just to one person, they asked, uh, for some music recommendations and it just kept replying uh enjoy the stages of ether in music time and the response with extra grand closes happy listening happy listening happy listening happy listening happy listening (laughs) oh
3: no things like that uh uh, gpt
2: someone asked a synonym for overgrown and it just repeated over and over again a synonym for overgrown is overgrown is overgrown is overgrown is overgrown oh no so you know we all have our off days even the uh even the AI overlords. Yep.
3: Love it. If,
0: listen, if you if you like your conversations very kind of um, mechanical, um, I recommend you go to Amsterdam and talk to Dutch people. <laughs> 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 I constantly feel like they might be uh, robots.
3: <laughs> well, if you're listening to this episode right now in Amsterdam... Uh, Please welcome Kevin back with open arms. Don't, don't, don't. Uh, they're nice.
0: They're nice. They just have like, they're just a little too like, I don't know, collected, you know, mm-hmm. it just feels a little, they're not, they're not as messy as most humans energetically. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. I do. I, I my, my best friends growing up up the street were a, a, a Dutch family and I know, I know exactly what you mean. I, I, <laughs> yeah. It's a cultural <laughs> Straight thing. Straight
3: to the point. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, everyone. Kevin, thank you so much for being here. It's such a delight to have you back on the show. Uh, Mm -hmm. Hopefully it's not another three or four years before you're back. Uh, We love you, Kevin. We love everyone else listening to the show. If we don't see you over on the other side on Friday, then we'll see you back here on Wednesday for an all-new episode of BCC. Until then, good night. And
2: go get regressed. Bryce might be out of the job. That's right, Bryce. I'm coming for you.
1: Hey guys, Heather Ashley
0: here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, We say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to
1: Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday.